Yeah, so the thing I was excited well, about, um, I, I will say this and then I can shut up and stop talking about it. The thing I'm excited about is um, my grandfather, not as a participant necessarily, but somebody who helped implement it in South Dakota, was uh, strongly, was really um, uh, heavily involved in the Civilian Conservation Corps when it was brought in by FDR back in the dirty 30s and stuff. And mm -hmm. uh, they they just announced that they're they're restarting the CCC as the uh, the middle C stands for something else now, but essentially it's the Civilian Conservation Corps um, restarted for for uh, infrastructure and you know uh, uh, you know sort of watershed rebuilding, conservation work, as well as green job stuff and and that kind of thing, and restarting that within like the next hopefully within the next three months or so with you know literally thousands of jobs and stuff like that nationwide uh, to do some of the same kind of work. Having done a lot of hiking on national uh, trails that were built by, um, just ridiculous trails that were built by the folks that were part of the Conservation Corps, it, it's, it's kind of neat to see it. And knowing that my granddad was involved in it, so it was really, really cool to see that they're starting that up again. It's a neat idea. Very cool. Yeah. Civilian, I can't remember what they're calling it now. It's It went right out of my head. But yeah, they're starting up the CCC again, so... Pretty neat. Pretty neat. So, so Margie is is reloading driver stuff at the moment. I have I have the game on my external speakers so she can hear, but she can't uh, speak at the moment. Gotcha. In a weird way, it almost ties in because I have this thought. You know, I like the this idea of like volunteer civilian corps that have been brought in to do some sort of big service for, you know, a larger government. Like in this case. Rebuilding the gate network. Um, that's kind of neat. The CCC of space. Very strange. The Celestial Connection Core. Very, very ooh. Ooh. This, <laughs> I'm, what, were, what were you saying, Mike, before before Dave came up with the really good... Uh, oh, no, I was just saying that that is a, uh, uh, a, a fitting aside. I think so. I, I like the connection, if nothing else. It's pretty neat. Um, but the, the, the Celestial Connection Core... Uh, I don't know that I should be that tickled by that, but I absolutely am. <laughs> no, be tickled. That's pretty cool. It's 2021. Take all the joy you can. Uh, that, yeah, that's absolutely, that's 100% fair. Anyway. All right. I feel like that segues pretty good into talking about the game. So, Joyce, are you doing your recording thing? I am recording, sir. I am. Okay. So, session zero. Uh, oh, that was just James. Okay. Uh, so session zero of Star Forged, which I am probably going to accidentally call Star Sworn a bunch, because that was what we all called it when we were first talking about it on the Iron Sworn forums. That makes sense. Um, anyway, um, so I kind of gave you guys the preamble on the forum. But basically, the assumption is that you're in this far-flung-off part of the universe, uh, which is not your home. It, you know, humanity came there generations, like four or five generations ago, uh, and basically had to settle in a new spot of space. Now, from the uh, gate work, or the gate network, uh, you know, restoration team standpoint, Celestial Connection. Celestial uh, Connection Core? Yeah, Core uh, thing. Do you guys still want to go with that whole idea that you're in a, you know, that this is a new part of space that has been very, like, unexplored? Or do we want to go with you guys are in a place and you're having to fix all this so it's less 
frontiersy and more getting people back in communication with one another. I have thoughts, but I'm not going to say anything until other people say stuff. I I have feelings about this one. Right? Well, at the moment, so, you're one quarter of the opinions. Mar Margie looked over at me and said, "I'm good either way." Um, <laughs> Margie's character concept fits both. Cool. Um, I I'm sorry, I was juggling three things. Can you repeat the the, the alternatives? Mike? Oh, I was just asking whether or not we wanted to go with uh, the assumption that this is some sort of vastly unexplored area of space that humanity only moved into uh, a handful of generations ago. And so uh, it's more of like the frontier of space as opposed, or do we want to go with, you know, humanity did have this great long interconnected network and it has been down and so people have been uh, de uh disconnected from one another for an unknown amount of time you know, so we could decide uh, on weeks months years generations so the the way that i put it also in the post um made the decision about whether this is going to be about uh, discovering new places or reconnecting people. So are you looking for, you know, basically the adventure of discovery or the adventure of, of social connection? Which yep, those that. are the big, those are the big choices, really. A part of me wants to say, uh, uh, why not both? And, and, you know, say, okay, well, we were, you know, one of, of we were fairly fresh, um, colony, you know, out in unknown parts of space, um, and, you know, having gotten out here and not quite gotten ourselves, you know, barely to a subsistence level where we could live on our own uh, without having to constantly get supplies from back home or anything like that. Like <clears throat> we're about at that point when and, and just going, OK, now let's start to take a look around ourselves and the gate collapse. So you kind of get both um, where, where there's some exploration of just like we never really knew that much about this part of space in the first place. And then on top of that, everything went kind of sideways. Um, Plus the, you know, the obvious sort of urgency of like, let's try to get this all uh, uh, back together. Um, so we kind of get both a little bit, I guess. Certainly could, but I feel like one is going to. Sure. The other. Yeah. And I, I think that's, I think that's probably fair. So I'm just, that's more me thinking out loud more than anything, as much as anything else, honestly. Yeah. Um, my personal. Can you guys hang? Go ahead. Can you guys pause for just a moment? Sure. So we can yeah. see. If... Yes. Can people hear Margie? I did not hear Margie say anything. Okay, I, I don't know what's wrong with her audio, but but she 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 can hear, but she cannot speak. Very odd. Is the does is it just is it possible it's muted like maybe inside Discord or something goofy like that? That it defaulted back to being muted inside Discord or something or on the it, mic? It doesn't. I mean, she doesn't show as muted. Is she on push to talk for some reason? She's not on push to talk. Yeah, we're just we're just spitballing. I, I you know. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of all the stuff that I do nope, wrong. I understand. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's it's the problem she's been having where Discord seems to mute her headset and does not allow her headset to unmute. Huh. That is very odd. I'm frustrating. Yes. <laughs> so we are instructed to go ahead and she will listen along and chat stuff or Okay. We will okay. send me send me audibles as need be. Very well. So uh, I think you're so to jump back to that. I think you're absolutely right. Um, if I was going to voice an opinion one way or the other, um, uh, at least Mike and uh, Bill are familiar with the fact that I'm, you know, I have I have feelings about um, the Mass Effect series. So to a certain extent, when Bill said something about rebuilding the gates, I'm like, oh, it's a Mass Effect, the Mass Effect sequel that I never got, um, and that. 
you know makes me that makes me feel things i, um, I have a I have a long time love of Mass Effect, so I am in the same boat. Yeah, so for for me, I I kind of look at it and going, well, that'd be really cool because I like that idea, and I, I it's always kind of been a thing that um, with and at the same time, without it really, you certainly wouldn't want it to be a Mass Effect thing because that makes it um, less enjoyable for people who haven't um, done it. So, um, but the the theme of it, like sort of rebuilding and recouping a loss, and 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 kind of getting that back i like that idea a lot i like and the way bill expresses it uh, as sort of being focused on social connections and stuff like that i think is is also really kind of cool and compelling too so anyway that's my two cents probably buck 50 more like but dave what's your opinion um i think looking at the alternatives and i like the idea of a of a longer term presence wherever we are just because i think that that lends some some richness to what we're going to encounter um it also kind of gives us a reason to have more than like one gate that we're dealing with Mm -hmm. um so that that would be my only concern about hey we just showed up out here in this particular sector and you know then got cut off um it it, yeah I, i i i'm concerned in that circumstance that it'll be a little bit more constricted than than maybe what we'll enjoy um the idea that there had been a long time network and it's now been disconnected, you know, it, it, it collapsed and I, I could, I could see arguments where it collapsed really recently or, you know, it collapsed 20 years ago and the economic and social disruption and, and wars and, and, you know, plagues and whatever that ensued um, it's taken, you know, some number of decades to actually get to the point of, a semi-organized effort to try to reopen these gates. I like um, to to comment on that last bit. I like the idea of it having been long enough that either some knowledge of like what other systems might be out there, what what gate connects to what. You know, I like the idea of an archivist or an archaeologist type of feel being valuable in the sense of reconstructing past knowledge, like being useful. Um, I'm not saying it has to have been a thousand years or 500 years or anything like that, mm-hmm. but the idea that it's been, Oh yeah. Even if it's been like four generations, yeah. Like some, some knowledge is going to be lost no matter what. Or well, one of the, you also get the, and, oper- and even, go ahead. I was going to say it, it, a thought that occurred to me was there may be folks that don't want the gates to be reopened for whatever reason. Sure. You know, yeah. superstitious political, oh, you know, we'll lose, you know, I, I won't be the top dog in this area any longer, Yeah, which creates a certain amount of conflict for us to overcome as well. I also like right. the, I also like the idea that when you have knowledge, like we know, like this was our closest trading partner and we know a lot about these guys and blah, 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 blah. And it's been long enough that that information can be wrong. Sometimes at most time, pretty close to right. But it's like, oh, yeah, this has completely changed. It's nothing at all like what you remember. And I like that, I, you know, long enough to forget stuff, long enough for the seas to have shifted, and all kinds of reasons for them not to necessarily welcome us with open arms. I'm, I'm going to say that takes us to the next question that I had, which is, are we doing this officially or unofficially? Ooh. And this could just be, you know, for your own sector, too. Like, as soon as you make it through that first gate... Official is kind of a wonky term. That it's more about the perception than than any real authority. Like authority sure. is, is at bottom about perception anyway. But like if people think that we are representing something larger, 
And of course, if they go through the gate that we just reconnect it and find other people who acknowledge us, yeah. then that's one thing versus if we're just passing by. Yeah. Yeah. Almost, almost by definition, if, if we're not coming from the, from the core worlds, we're not really, there's all kinds of arguments you can make for like, well, you're not actually, you know, the official thing, you know, whatever that happens to be. Well, if, you know, depending on our concept of what, you know, the breadth and the nature of human society, you know, out at our end of the, uh, of the galaxy is, you know, the question of what's official and what's not, well, there may be, you know, the folks of this particular, you know, pair of stars that are really thrilled about this whole idea and folks over here who aren't and would never sanction an activity. Um, and like, if I'm reading what you were just saying, Joyce, depending on how, you know, or what the, what the gates connect up to on the other end, their reaction may be very different as well. You know, is there, yeah. is there still some sort of, you know, great unified hegemony? Did everybody else suffer the same sort of displacement that we did? And therefore some places are thrilled. Other places are definitely not thrilled. Um, other places say, Hey, look, Lebensraum. Um, other places say, you know, you know, heretics be gone. Lots of Burn good, them all. Lots of good reasons to keep your guard up. Certainly. Yep. I cannot. Uh, I'm going to pause it for just a second here. Did you unpause? I have unpaused. All right. So question. Official capacity or unofficial capacity? Like the drama of do we get recognized or something, that's always assumed to be there no matter what. Um, but this question affects mostly um, how we present ourselves, how our backstories are going to work, and, and a couple other things about our characters. So Yeah. I I sort of have this this idea of it's it's an unofficial thing because there is no no broad officialdom to to bless it. Um, but it's kind of a a common cause. You know, we're not the necessarily the only ones involved in this effort. Well, but no. how it's how, how how that effort or how that whole idea is treated from you know system to system to government to government may be very different. So I would have to say unofficial. But again, this is within your own guys' sector of space. I like the idea okay. that I like the idea that somebody's funding us, that we've got people that we're answerable to, and that we're not necessarily the only ship that's doing it. Right. That's that's basically what the question is like Yeah. Who who equips us, who supports us, but also who are we accountable to? Yeah. The answer might be nobody. Because otherwise we're we would have to be, I don't know, flying around with our own personal money bags person who's like dealing with this thing some to some extent it's like oh no that's that's where just scavenging whatever yeah. you can comes in. i mean and that's yeah. a that kind of, that kind of go ahead bill i i will say that that sort of style can be actually pretty exciting it can. depending on where you are like yeah you know if you're talking about commander shepherd like commander shepherd is definitely official in the first game very much not so in the second one yeah um, true and like you can also look at inspirations like Doctor Who is like that dude just like cruises around and fixes stuff and he's accountable to literally nobody. Yeah, it's a different uh, and I don't I don't think either one's necessarily bad. Um, if you think about like oh, the how we came together is a very, very different kind of some there's a there's an overarching question that also has to happen if we're like sort of on our own recognizance. Like, why us? Like, how did we manage to come together that's literally the third question. Yeah. yeah. The next question. Yeah. Mar Mar Margie, Margie Opine's 
if it's a question of above the law or below the law, she'd rather be above the law, but that doesn't necessarily mean official. It could mean tolerated. It could mean, you know, the, the, the adventurer's society, which is not an official, um, you know, organ of her majesty's government, but is known and has a clubhouse in London and things like that. Well, you know, something a little bit less official than NASA. And if you take NASA today, it's like, okay, yeah, there's, there's people who control your purse strings who like you. And there's people who are technically, you know, can technically use stuff to your purse strings who do not like you. And you still have to make them all happy. Um, so yeah, this goes back to, to uh, Dave's idea that there's maybe factions that aren't super happy about this happening um, kind of thing. But really, that can be drawn the is, what is what sounds the most fun for you guys to play? <laughs> I like the idea of what? having some organization that we're at least nominally responsible to, you know, or, 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 you know, that we owe our assembly so, to. But that's somebody, uh, that's my opinion. That's not everybody's. So something like somebody gave you a spaceship and enough equipment to at least give this a shot. Yeah, and but maybe, not necessarily governmental yeah. accountability. Oh, and and the idea that if you walk into a bar randomly and say you're doing this with such and such organ, you know, group, they're like, oh, you're those guys. Like people have maybe heard of you, you know, as yeah. opposed to what do you mean there's a group that's starting that's like trying to rebuild the gates? Never heard of that. At least in the home system, It'd certainly be a surprise someplace else, which yeah. is cool. Yeah, I was gonna say none of this means anything. You know, Once you leave, the, yeah, yeah, give give. Given the uh, the the choices we've already made, nothing uh, is going to have any effect on the next place you go. <laughs> yep. So. Yep. Agree. Joyce, sounds like you got something from you. Dave, opinion? You and Margie? I know Margie already voiced her. You know, at least wanting to uh, do I, this I'm, like with consent. Yeah, I'm 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 okay with you know whatever organization we're part of is tolerated. Um, you know, sanctioned, but not necessarily a, a part of the governmental structure, at least where we are. Okay. Bill, good with this? Sure. Okay. So, next question is, why you guys? Why was this crew chosen? And this may just be a case of you're one of several ch- uh, crews that were chosen. This could be because you guys have some special skills to bring to the whole thing or something about that. Or it could just be you were the guys crazy enough to, you know, start asking around to getting all the funding together. Or who knows, you might have an archaeologist type who's like, oh, I know more about all of the off, you know, out of sector, you know, realms than anyone else. Yeah. My only comment about it is, like I already said, I kind of like the idea of there being more than one group. And if it's a bit of, if we end up looking a bit of a hodgepodge, um, could be because they're they're working on several. Like we don't know exactly what's going to work in terms of a team, so we're trying a couple of different things. We're throwing a lot of different configurations against the wall, um, kind of thing. I like the idea of there being maybe, but that would also imply that there's more than one gate to. Very well, could be, and it may be each gate leads well, someplace else. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I was assuming. Yeah, you know, if we're if we're a relatively large neighborhood. Um, there may be multiple gates that maybe go to multiple places. The nature of what the the local branch of the CCC is a you know looks like might vary from place to place. Um, different ships or groups might be constituted differently. Uh, Margie's comment was um, she's just muscle. <laughs> so um, I know for myself, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm definitely going for the the holy navigator 
um, thing. So um, why they choose me? Because I've, I'm willing to volunteer. I, I see this as, you know, kind of, you know, potentially kind of a, you know, it's, I don't want to call it a club, but it's, it, it's definitely sort of like the people that are part of it aren't necessarily the folks that were recruited, but who have wanted to be a part of it. So basically, you're all volunteers into this endeavor. That we've got so, some some interest some interest in doing this, being a part of it. Yeah, yeah. Like the, no one was drafted. Everyone's got their motivations may vary, but but um, motivations are present. They're they're. I mean, you know, even in the case of like the muscle, it could be, hey, I needed to get off planet, and this ship said that it was going off to check out this Stargate three sectors away. That sounds like a great way to, uh, you know, get out of Dodge for a while. Where do I sign up? Not, 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 yeah, not to put an idea in Margie's, uh, you know, on top of Margie's character, but. So it sounds like you're kind of a ragtag bunch of just people from different backgrounds who all came together with the want to go out into space and do some stuff. Yeah, and you grab... And and you're kind of like just SG-3 to go for the Stargate equivalent. Well, there's, yeah, there's the multiple teams. They're like, well, we need... We need muscle on this team, and that one's muscle, so let's put them over there. And it just ended up where we fell into the correct slots to be on the All same right. team together. That sounds good. That sounds workable. All right. So now for the best, or now for the best question. You know, why do you guys swear vows? Is this sort of like a a cultural thing? Is this something that the group has? You know the 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 organization as a whole is kind of put together as just sort of a trust building exercise between you know you and whatever other cultures you meet. I am I have a specific idea in mind, but I'm gonna listen to see what other people say. I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Oh my goodness, we can hear Margie. What did you change? What did you do? I did three different updates. Oh, okay. I've 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 done that dance. I mean, because there's the Corsair update, the GeForce update, the IQ update, and what? One of which probably makes one of the other ones not work. Yeah. Maybe this harkens back back to an old tradition from before the gates were closed. And your organization... So, so, I'm sorry, so... So, I'm sorry, so is your question sort of either societally or for we in this group? Why Why is there this tradition of... I think it's got to be these iron vows. I think it's as got, opposed to. I think it's got to be societally. Otherwise, who would give a shit that we're making the vow? Like other people need to recognize that this is a significant thing. Otherwise, we're just somebody saying something. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there should be some there should be some recognition of it, and I think there should be some recognition that there are certain people that live that way, and some and certain people that don't. Yep. You know what I mean? Like like I don't know. Uh, the the why is is still a thing, but uh. But I think there, there's some recognition, like when you do the thing, people are like, they may have never seen it before, or maybe they don't really, they roll their eyes at it. And probably the reaction is different depending on which group person you're talking about. But some people roll their eyes, some people recognize it, some people practically, you know, drop to the floor and bang their head on the floor when it's happening or whatever. But everybody sort of recognizes that this is the thing. Yeah. Some people might think it's old superstition and hokum. Well, good. Then this brings me to what, what I was going to suggest. Okay. Um, which is that people swear vows on um, fragments of 
of FTL drive, st the stuff that makes both jump drives and like the older, uh, still functional fashion light drives possible, like there's a crystal or some metal or something like that. The superstition, which may or may not be correct, um, is that if you if you say this thing, uh, people who work closely with with the drive systems will hear you, um, sort of like. Um, like a prayer or a promise, um, and basically doing this is, is giving hope to people who are who are still out there in space and haven't made it home yet. Um, okay. you, you can also just go watch uh, the the song uh, "Candle of the Water" from Beach Dragon to get the idea. Hmm. Like leave the light burning, so to speak. I mean, I like I like the idea that the people who um, do this that have this are, are like. I'm thinking I, I, when Bill said something, one of the things that first thing I thought of was like Jenner or so with a with a kyber crystal like around her neck. Like they're not common, but they're like the people who would know would know what it is. Kind of, but the idea of like there being a thing that you would have, whether it's on your neck like a, or a, a small token or remnant or totem. Yeah, like people who live comfortably on the surface of a planet don't need this. It's the people who live in 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 space or work in space or, or, or still sort of in that sort of um, vagrant slash traveling slash, you know, not yet home sort of posture that, that depend on this. And it doesn't need to be a... Of a kind, of, kind of the opposite of, of, a, uh, of the, you know, an evil um, evil eye. Um, what's the yarn? The God's eye. Oh, yeah. Like... Uh... So instead of warning, it's, it's you know, it's, it's either welcoming or projecting hope as opposed to... Yeah, exactly. Some like I, I just like the idea of it being like a token that looks like the old gates or something like that. Whether that's a ring or or some well, like the stargates that they use the 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 gates that they use in Mass Effect wouldn't be a ring thing, but they're very they're a very distinctive shape. And having that as a on a ring or on a necklace or on a tattoo or uh you know anything like that, um, I suddenly just got an idea for a character fate, uh, appearance thing. Incidentally, um. Good but well, you know, this that kind of a thing where that 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 totem almost that symbol. Um, it, it, I just I don't know. That it seems like a really cool idea. It's like it recognizable at least on our side of things. Like pride. Well, and it's the idea that even four generations removed or whatever, people would still recognize it as like that's meant to be a gate, you know. And you clearly think it's a big deal because, uh, you know, the fact that you're wearing it or carrying it or you know ritually scarred your you know neck to have that symbol in your you know on you or, or you know whatever right and to some extent it also means spaces will stick together and and to some degree like you know if your worst enemy was out the airlock would you go get him maybe because nobody deserves that nobody deserves to go out that way yeah so kind of that kind of becomes this uh you know spacer code yeah i gotta find oh like there we go oh that's terrible that's got a big photo bucket watermark over it yeah Anyway, so are we good with the whole totem idea? I like that. For this? Sure. Not, not, it's not necessarily even a special thing as much as it is the symbol of the thing. Like it's the symbol, it's the thing. Not right. to, to contrast it to iron sword. The whole point was swearing on iron as the odd, like the the whether it was a a coin or a the head of a hammer or a sword or whatever. It, this is more about like the symbology, the iconography. Yeah, I, I we swear on this thing that everybody's gonna make it home somehow. Yeah like it all right so next question do we have jedis is there some sort of mystic force in the world or psionics or what have you they give some people un strange and unusual abilities for your mass effect this would be like the biotics is this 
something that exists, or is this merely like superstition? I like the idea. I mean, this really affects whether anybody picks up like the seer or firebrand or kinetic. Uh, right. I don't like closing uh, the door on it. I mean, I don't know that I don't. I don't need it to be Jedi. I don't. I don't see the point necessarily in closing the door on it. I like the idea. I kind of like the idea of people, um, like some of it being like due to exposure to gate radiation, you know, stuff like like uh, it was the first generations that went through the gates, you know, when we didn't really understand them and didn't properly shield our ships, and from that arose blah 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 blah, you know. Oh, you mean the kids that were uh, exposed to element zero? I the kids who were like back behind bulkhead twelve. Yeah, the, you know the first the first waves that that went out, you know that went out to to colonize through these gates, and they were you know generational ships. And it's like, yeah, we really should have shielded those better than we did because when those kids had kids. So for me, the question is: Is it a a known or is it a a myth? In other words, even if we don't you know say, oh no, that's not part of our world. Is it is it a known thing or is it? more of a, a myth so that if you do come across somebody who's you know uh you know fiery you know is it like oh my god there are unicorns or is it like oh hey it's a fire guy i've heard about these guys but i never thought i would meet one because i thought they were imaginary yeah is it a unicorn or is it you know a zebra in downtown new york i like that analogy margie because i didn't like it being like super common like jedi in the old republic common but unicorns felt too crazy. But a zebra in downtown New York is enough of a like. I believe zebras. I'm shocked to see one in this context. Um, but I'm willing to, you know, concede that there's a weird chain of events that would lead to a zebra being here. I, I'm I'm cool with that. I, I I don't feel the need to expect that that sort of thing exists. Um, but I mean, if someone actually wanted to go with that as part of their character, I would not say that they can't. So, or if we run across it, then I, I think I'm kind of in there. I, I'm I'm not planning on being a zebra. Yeah. Um. But but I'm okay that the zebras are known to exist, but are rare. Yeah, I'm entirely prepared to be shocked at the sudden appearance of a zebra. Uh, but yeah. not but not um unwilling to but, believe. But you would actually understand what a zebra is. Yeah. So no Jedi till season two. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I like it. I mean, that seemed like it was the role on the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, and then all the Jedi. That's kind of how that's how Filoni tends to tends to roll. No Jedi till season two, and then all the Jedi. All right. So let's see. Kind of already covered the communication data. Um. All right. Here's a question. How? Uh, and this is just a question out of the book. How how common is uh, or how good is our medicine? Are we talking, like, current Earth level, some futuristic, like, cybernetics, or we know this stuff exists, but we've not been able to replicate it? Zebra in New York. kind of like, like something in between there, which is, like, there is existing old tech that does it, but we could never replicate it. We don't know how it works. We just know that, like, if you put somebody in this pod, you know, it tends to fix most things. We have no idea how it does it or if the pod broke, how we would fix it. So it'd be, again, it'd be sort of that, that zebra. So that there is ancient technology that's out there that can heal, but it's not common and it's not understood. Are we, 
are we getting to a question about like where the gates came from or is that just something that we're not that we haven't got to that we we, we haven't at, we haven't thought to ask or we haven't asked it yet um so there is eventually a question about uh precursors because gotcha. the game assumes that there are some precursors from before you guys gotcha well that you know that that potentially gets into the origin of the gates in and of themselves sure yeah which is what i was on. thinking of. and that, that yeah. was kind of where i was going i i like the idea of there's kind of two answers there maybe in the same way that we don't really understand the gates but except enough to kind of you know possibly repair them we don't full, excuse me fully understand them i like the idea that there's med tech out there like that there there's like unicorn healing but then there's also you know that's that's not day to day we're not necessarily carrying around a unicorn in our in our in our cargo bay right so what's everyday med tech like and maybe that's i i from that perspective maybe that's I, better I'm, than us but I, yeah i'm yeah i'm cool with it being better than us not you know Anybody can come back from anything, but, you know, I, I'm thinking even, you know, Star Trek, the original series kind of scanners and um, quick. So not something, not something that's, you know, that's automatic, you know, hey, he seems to be having a problem. Let's grow a new arm for him. Um, yeah, that that may be. A bit, OK, so the example that I'm thinking of um, is kind of like it's definitely better than our tech, but uh, not. Un understandable, like beyond understanding tech would be, you know, yeah. general evolution of our tech uh, is this, they do something with this in the expanse where um, in the first book, a couple of the characters are ex exposed to an absolutely horrendous amount of radiation that should have killed them. And probably uh, they'd be dead in like 12 hours and they get back to the military grade ship that they're on. And the military med bay basically swaps their blood multiple times in the first uh 12 hours does a bunch of cleaning on it pumps them full of a bunch of chemo and at the end of i can't remember what it is but there's a period of time where they're essentially on the radiation equivalent of a dialysis machine they're like okay well you can now function um you're going to have to hook yourself back up to the machine probably every month and you're going to be taking radiation meds for the rest of your life every day um, or, you know, every, every, every couple of days. But other than that, you're basically fine. Um, except for all of these now new things that you have to do to keep from dying. Um, so it's better than our tech, but you could like extrapolate forward from where we are now to, oh yeah, if we can keep you on machines regularly, you basically got cancer beat just, you know, as long as you've got the support network in place kind of thing. But then you've got, oh no, if we put you into this pod thing, we don't know really what it does. We found it. Um, it looked like a medical thing, so we put somebody in it. it. Basically, if we put you in this, you're just not going to have cancer anymore. Also, you're going to basically have the body of a 25-year-old. We don't know why. Like, that's still out there to Margie's unicorn idea. You know, I don't know. I, I'm kind of I'm kind of there with you, Joyce. I'm thinking, like, you know, so the, 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 the base tech level, you know, allows for sort of the, the idea of quick healing, you know. So... It doesn't keep you from necessarily dying. It doesn't cure all disease, but it does mean, you know, when you break an arm, there's ways of healing it faster. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. or or when you when you have certain kinds of injuries, there's ways of, you know, making the downtime from that less. Yeah. Um, we, but not necessarily, you know, 
You'll heal from a broken bone in 10 days, but you're going to have so many steroids on you, you will legitimately hallucinate, you know? <laughs> oh, you mean, never mind, it's not going to go there. Well, and <laughs> probably, it, it, I mean, and it talks about it, or suggests it possible within the rules, you know, cybernetic augmentations, sure. you know, cybernetic replacements for, you know, you know, I did lose my arm, we can't, we don't know enough to grow a new one, although I've heard that Joe Bob over the next system has a box that will regrow a new arm if you're willing to lie in it for a week um but we we can actually put a robotic arm on you and the it's cool and, and and it will have these advantages but it's still going to be a robot arm hanging off of your shoulder the, the box regrows your arm and also when you wake back up you can speak an additional language and you didn't know you don't know why you can speak that language and nobody else understands it weird yeah yeah it, it, yeah all all of those all of those miracle boxes need to have some sort of warning, additional effect. Yeah, from trivial desire. Yeah, any time you come back from the dead or, or near death, it's uh, you're, you're not you're not the same. Yeah, <laughs> there are troublesome side effects. I'm all right, but not quite. Anyway. I don't talk about what happened in the box. It's not oh. maybe it's Tahiti. Maybe maybe it's you know. <laughs> oh yeah. I forgot yeah. about that. That was one of the parts so, about Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that didn't drive me crazy. I like that. Yeah, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> you know, they're so not I... dead, but the process of not being dead is, you know, maybe pretty horrific. Yeah, that's cool. So it's... Or, you know, you saw God. I don't know. Who yeah. knows? Oh, hey. So it sounds like we may have answered some of this already. But so for precursors, it sounds like we're on the path of, we know they exist. We found their stuff. We just have no idea who they were or anything about them. We can infer some things. There are many theories and dozens, if not dozens of thousands of papers on it. But no one, no one's found the Rosetta Stone. No one's found the Pioneer Plaque. Um, everything is inference and speculation and... We wouldn't be able to do any really use much of it any at all if it weren't for the fact that they're all the ones that the things that still work are essentially expert systems that run themselves. I, I didn't hear what you were saying, Margie. Are you far enough away? Are you too far away? Did we lose Margie again? Did the Bluetooth attenuate? Maybe yes. Troublesome. Those darn kids. Oh. Uh, <laughs> the precursor toaster, but that yeah, we're we're not rewiring the. Uh... The precursor gate for fear that we'll like you know swallow the entire solar system well, mike in season two we find a jedi and the jedi is a precursor person who's been in a box and he comes back as like you've been using it as a toaster oh uh, yeah because we need javik all right can you hear me now <laughs> yes yes i think that was caused by the screensaver coming on yeah oh interesting i was gonna say you know i, I like you know the jedi comes like i said wait you were using the gates for transportation of living things? You you didn't think of what else might be coming out of them? Yeah. Uh, Maybe there's a reason they shut down an you know emergency uh, you know intruder detection. Yeah, that they those things only shut down if they're being accessed from from you know the bad place, null space or something. All right. A, a non a non Euclidean creature. Oh right. oh dear. So speaking. Well, of at that, least at okay. least you haven't opened them up that again. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Go ahead. Are there horrors out in space of which, you know, people... Unknowns. Yeah. I think there has to be a reason that the Roll game... Roll on the random encounter table, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. 
I think there. I think I think there has to be a reason that the gates shut down. All right. <laughs> Whether they were being misused because something decided these things are annoying and disturbing my sleep, so I'm going to flip the breaker that you know mortal minds cannot comprehend, or whatever. But I feel like there's got to be a reason that the gates shut down. I, I like it. It's like it's like you know humanity starts using these gates, and it's like those people that walk past the house at night talking loudly. And there's more and more of them. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask the police to shut off the end of the street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Now that... there, there's there's always some kind of negative side effect. Like, hey, this is a great typewriter until you put on like and it explodes. There's a there's a thing in the there's a thing in the expanse that they do when they because there's a gate network in that one too eventually um, where it's not often. It's not, it's not often enough to make them untenable, especially given the proclivity of humankind to want to get out and, and colonize and whatever. But about one every 400, 500 gate uses, the ship just doesn't come out the other side. Nobody knows why. They just don't come out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, you know, stuff like that. I mean, we're not to the point yet where the gates are maybe being used. Which, so which for... is telling you why they, they actually really don't understand how the gates actually work. And yeah. therefore they have no clue as to why... Something would go wrong. It's not one of the questions, but you know, like, yeah, what's the survival rate on the on the people who reactivate the gates, and you know, what's what's the? Uh, some well, type... I think we're gonna find out in this game. <laughs> um, it, 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 to, to more directly answer the question, my my response would be, I don't need to dictate that there are you know Lovecraftian horrors in the void, but there's certainly room for any sort of number of things that not only aren't understood but can't be understood and are insanity inducing or represent an existential threat to our dimension I, that's you know that that's a broad enough category that i'm willing to have that be the case without saying there are horrors well and we've got oh, no. i'm gonna tell you right now the default options in the books two of them are essentially space undead so. love it I mean, there's here's here's the thing that I um, and I just thought of something else when Mike said space undead. Like we we we're establishing like precursor tech that we don't fully understand. We we know how to use ish yeah. in the same way that my son theoretically knows how to work a circular saw. I don't know that he should use it. You know, he could comprehend it and he could figure out what should be done with it. But you know, and I think he probably has the sense not to. But we, we've established that. We've established that also they can do things that we probably think they shouldn't be able to do, like just make a person who died, you know, two days ago not be dead or grow a limb back or whatever. Um, the, and, and that if it weren't for the fact that they had sort of expert systems keeping them sort of automated and going, there's a lot of stuff here that we wouldn't really be able to access. Th- that means that you've got an expert system that's running based on logic from a species that we don't understand, which means that some of their logic is going to be the kind of logic that goes because X equals A and A equals B, therefore X equals I'm going to annihilate everything in this solar system because you just sneezed at the wrong time. So the the unknown horror might just be a, precur- a bit of precursor tech that wildly misunderstands the current situation and does something horrible because it can. Mm-hmm. And it thinks it's supposed to. Sure. You were using that as a toaster? Yeah. And the toaster suddenly decides that because, you know, it's run 14, you know, pieces of toast in the last three days, that's actually the signal to trigger nuclear meltdown of the, sun, you know, like nuclear death in the sun. The we need to, we need to stop nuclear fission in this system because there's too much toast or whatever. I don't know. You know, or, you know, hey, 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 yeah, you could, you can use a laser at, 
really, really low power to toast bread. But when you actually twist that knob up to the next notch, it does a lot more than toasting bread. Yeah. And like unforeseen consequences of, of different tech and, you know, that Dave and I always like to make jokes about the drug miscibility tables in D&D, like just unforeseen interactions, <laughs> you know, unforeseen interactions. I, have you, have, has any, has anyone ever read the um, X heroes, any of the X heroes books? I know of it. There's, I don't want to do spoilers, but the odds of you guys actually reading this is low. The voice actors are really quite good. Um, for the for the I say voice actors because they use a couple of them, but um, the basic idea is there are superheroes that showed up, and not particularly long after there were superheroes, like call it twenty years or so, there are zombies, and it's a zombie apocalypse, post-apocalypse. There's little nodules of civilization, and largely due to the superheroes keeping things under control within a limited area, kind of a deal. Um, and you find out fairly early on that the reason that there are zombies is because they're superheroes because one dude who could heal people his wife died and he threw everything he had on bringing her back and basically created patient zero um horrible yeah and uh, this the idea of completely unforeseen consequences from what is up till that point in time completely you know what you think of as completely understood tech so, and that's what Mike's thing reminded me of, uh, you know, the the idea of there being space zombies. Well, yeah, we've got pods we just said that can bring people back. That could malfunction. <laughs> now they have tech that never lets them die, you know. I think there was a Doctor Who episode about that, actually. Now that, you, now that I mention it. Anyway. Basically Stargate system lords. You know. Anyway. Anyway. I will say I do have a hard stop at 10 because I have stuff I need to do in the morning. Okay. However... We've gotten through all the questions. We kind of have our our baseline setting set up. So now we're on the characters. And we can start this one of two ways. We can either start with the ship or we can start with our individual characters. Whichever one you guys want to do. Sounds like a couple people have characters. I, I kind of want to hear about the ship a little bit because I don't know exactly what we need to do. Like what? Wow. But that's... Basically, it's helping defi- the, define... You know, so we know that you guys got the ship as part of the deal. This organization. CCC. Yep. Now the question is, is this like, you know, so uh, uh, I'm just gonna give you guys like some of the descriptions they have for envisioning your starship. You know, yeah. Basically, the questions are, what does it look like? What makes it interesting or uniquely yours? Does it have any peculiar quirks? And I'm just going to read some of these off because they are certainly interesting. Exterior is marred by rust and grime. Faint phantom music sometimes echoes through the ship. (laughs) Old bloodstains in the airlock reappear even when painted over. Patched hull covers a recent catastrophic breach. Um, Someone marked the hull with graffiti during a recent uh, layover. Things seem to go missing for no logical reason. Thrusters rotate for takeoff and landing. Bet you can guess where those last two are referencing. I caught the last one. I'm not sure about the second to last one, but that doesn't mean anything. It was just the last one, really. Yeah. Because both the Mandalorian ship and... uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Firefly both did those. Mm -hmm. And those are kind of like the staples of the, the inspirations for this particular set. So, what do we think of our ship? Is it something new and pristine just rolled off of the factory floor? Oh, no. Or, or does it have a few miles on it? I would I would say it has a few miles on it, 
but I also would say that it. Can you hear me? Yep. Absolutely. Okay. My 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 headphones make Sorry. a noise to me. Um, I would also say that it's um, it's uh, ha- has some features that make it ideal for being out in space longer than an average ship. One of the things Bill had recommended is possibly it being a very large ship, like even like uh, what was it, a hollow hollowed out asteroid with thrusters on it, essentially. Yep. Oh, what's what's the book that that's? It reminds me of something. I can't think what, but um, would we? Uh, I, and Mike and... It was one of the ones you read to us, with with the half of the planet, the part of the planet where where people that actually came from a crash and lived there for a long time and. Yeah, that was the David Weber stuff I was talking about. Thank you. Earlier, the, the moon-sized planets or the, moon-sized uh, battle stations. The um. Which, not present. I guess the question there is if we we do the really big ship, um, do we have? Are, is there more people on the ship than just us? And if so, does that is that a thing we need to? represent by somebody like essentially picking that up as an asset or something like that um or is yeah. it largely automated it should be i mean i i have always liked the idea of ships being bigger than the you know they're they're frequently portrayed like space is big there's not there's not a lot of reason to make the thing small especially if we're not worried about conservation of mass and the fact that the fuel is weighs more the fuel to get anywhere is going to weigh more than the ship can carry um if we don't have to worry about that, then we can make the ships kind of big. Um, oh yeah, other than I don't like, like the idea forces. that it's 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 like it, it, maybe maybe it's like a repurposed uh, generation ship, right? So it's it's like huge, but but you know there, there's only a small amount of people on it. Yeah, so you, no, I mean, you go room ahead. for forty families. Uh, yeah, only it's us. Like, you know it's the Mall of America, and we're in the Sunglass Hut. You know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah like, I mean, which 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 let you know it has its own interesting little aspects to it that can be played with in terms of you know is the rest of the ship actually you know sealed off, shut down, you know do you kind of do, do people when they're you know angry or, or 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 wanting to be alone kind of wander off into other portions of the uh, of the ship? So do you hear strange music echoing through the hallways to, to pick up another one of those items to get a oh, like yeah. you talk about like the um you know it being like a ship that was intended for something else if it's been like four generations right um we're going to start to redo these the, these gates well the ships that use the gates it's been four generations nobody's been using them they don't all work anymore so they're kind of like okay well we you obviously need to have a gate cap- capable ship to get to and then activate and then go through these gates and continue on your merry way the the sh- the shopping selection for those kinds of ships is finite so you kind of get what you get and don't throw a fit well you're going to well, get I'm a sure. I, 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 yeah, I, mean, I love the idea of of like oh we have a solarium you know <laughs> we hodgepodge together three ships for you Good luck. None of us had all the working wait. parts. Or, or, or we pulled this out of the museum. What were you, you saying? Oh, yeah, what are you saying, Bill? I, I'm going to suggest that maybe you cannot build ships with a, with an FTL drive that are small. Oh, like maybe. Oh, oh sure. Or the, the... So, so there's, so, so I mean, it, we were talking about generation ships, and generation ships are usually, you know, not FTL or you know, they're 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 long ships, um, which could there could be that could have been some of how people originally got to this area if we got the gates to work we could also the we could also though assume that there's something that has that has to be on a ship that can trigger or open or activate the gate 
that's not just like a push the button and have the gate open up. You know, it's it's a mechanical energy complement to it. So there are a limited number of ships that were ever built that had that. And if we're four or five generations down the line, like Joyce was saying, there may not be a lot of those still around, or the equipment may have been yanked out and replaced with other stuff in most of them. Yeah. We we, we made our own dialer. It works 90% of the time. Yeah. Roll from the random encounter table for the remaining 10%. Like for you online, you got Titans, which are big enough that they cannot use the traditional jump gate system, but they can open space bridges themselves. And yeah. Um, you you may you may have ships you may have had ships that are not generation ships per se that can move faster than light. Faster than light is still relatively slow, can you know compared to the distance that we had to travel, but um, they're very inconvenient if what you're trying to do is build an interstellar empire. Um, right. Because if if your choice is this this kilometer long asteroid or you know a thousand tons of free trader, a lot of starting people will take their thousand tons of free trader and be like, yeah, it's. Jump, you know, drum drives are perfect. This, this is the tech that we need. But if well, all your option is a Titan or nothing, then yeah, you take the Titan. You take the I, the, the analog I suddenly thought of was like in B five, where most ships just use the jump gates between different places. It's a select number of ships that actually have their own jump drive that can open their own jump gates to get someplace. And they all look like Babylon four. <laughs> yeah, like they're that they're. They're, you know, and well. and yeah, and and ninety percent of that ship is taken up with the equipment to do that. Yeah. Uh, where did? So is that what we're feeling? Huge ships. Ninety percent of them is the actual material needed for the I, gate. I I don't know that we need to fill ninety percent of the ship with with. Yeah. Stuff. I would like to have room to expand. Um, but I would like to say that there's probably a technical reason why it has to be like this. Yeah. I like the idea of it like needing some sort of generator, some sort of trigger system, like Dave was saying. So, so there's there's a there's a pretty significant draw that just generally is harder to do on smaller ships. Um, I, that kind I like of thing. that, but I also sort of like the idea that it's really old. That that again, that you know, no one has made these ships because, of course, the gates are all down. Yeah. I think and, that too. and so no one's building new versions of this ship because why would you? It's ridiculously expensive. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, we're we're going to react. You know what it reminds me of? So I don't know if you've ever been um, in, in the Oakland Bay. Um, Dave will tell me the name of it. But there's this, this whole area that's like mothballed um, Navy ships. Mothballed Navy ships. Yeah. You know, where, you know, the holes are there. They're floating, but they're, you know, essentially fully decommissioned, right? But they haven't torn them apart, you know, in case they ever need to quickly, you know, build Throw a whole bunch of bunch together. Ships. Yeah. The assumption um, in the game, I think, is that the ships are, like, atmosphere capable. So, I mean, do we have to worry about that, or do, do, do we... Does do that we... mean we need to take, do we need to take uh, the, the smaller ships that... To act as shuttles and so forth. I, I was literally the third paragraph in the Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I would yeah. use the support vehicle asset. And that, that is a, a choice for you guys to make. I was already ready to do that anyway, so Yeah, there you cool. go. All right. So I guess I was I was taking the route the question I was I meant to ask was like, well, if we're supposed to assume that it's atmosphere capable, um and we're clearly picking a ship that isn't, can we get a shuttle? <laughs> Like at least one shuttle that's like built it that's assumed to be there because otherwise we can never land. Um, that is uh, the support uh, support vehicle assets. 
gotcha. I meant, I meant like, just never mind. Car- carry on. Carry right. on. So, what do you guys want to name the ship? Since it is this big behemoth. And is this a name you guys picked out, or is this the old name from pre-gate going down, and you're just keeping the same name? I want it to have two. I want it to have the old name, and like we, and then they rechristened it, but everybody basically remembers it as like some other thing. I I think it would be hysterical to 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 drive it back to you know pre you know a, a name from the the previous galaxy. You know, it's 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 Apollo. You know, or something like that. Or the Andromeda, or the the the. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So something something very kind of prosaic so you know the you know andromeda express or you know the something of that sort and yeah it's been given a different name but everybody sort of everybody who's actually involved in the ship thinks of it by its own name and they're you know they call it the andy um so okay so i don't know no i i like i like that um this won't be dave's favorite part of of my comparison but um I want to say it was like the third the third season of Babylon or not Babylon five uh the third season of, of Battlestar Galactica when they were like they they sort of found a shitty planet to 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 colonize colonize they, they decided uh-huh. to stay there and the Pegasus is just sort of sitting up in orbit and Battle and Galactica is just sort of sitting up in orbit and they're they have a skeleton crew um nobody really pays any attention to them because they they don't really do anything for the people on the planet um you know uh. uh the commander of one of them's really run down the other, you know, they've, they both kind of gone to seed that kind of thing. I like, so the, this is just, what if um, riff off of this, like it was a gate hopping ship. Like it was one of the, it was one of the gate hopping ships. Then the gates collapse. What the hell do you do with that? I mean, Margie mentioned a museum, but, or, or like, you know, the, the mothballed ships and maybe, yeah, we got some of them, but this is big ass ship. That could probably generate its own gravity, like through a rotational drum kind of a thing. So yeah, we just made it a space station that rotates around the planet. Well, that's great, except we don't have gates, so why the hell would you go into space? So for four generations, this thing's had a skeleton crew of just like people that you can't really throw out of like the navy, but you don't want to give them anything responsible to do. So you you put them in charge of, or you or you put them in as like crew members on this you know space station that nobody. And that's what it's been. It's been this joke. So it had a cool name, and it was like this star-spanning thing, and it was turned into a station, and it became, you know... Station Q3. Yeah, are, Station are Q3. Saying, are, are you saying it's like the, the Pavel Boat Casino in, in South Dakota? <laughs> and it became this, like, laughable it's thing. That, to call yourself the captain of the Paddle Boat Casino is ridiculous, because it does... I mean, it's, it's, it's barely a... It's barely a ship, let alone anything that you would be, you know. And now it's like, well, shit, we need one more to get out there into the, you know, and do the gates. Like, well, let's recommission the the station, you know, and we'll rechristen it. Nobody will remember. Everybody totally remembers. Um, I don't know. So it's like, it's got like layers of names, you know. I I don't know. That that that's well, one brainstorm. I'll shut up yeah. now. We have 15 yeah, minutes. Well, I'll sorry. shut up. Yep, I have. Uh... And if nobody can think of anything, I have three tables of random names. I like it. <laughs> I mean, we can certainly... Yeah, if, if somebody tells me to roll, I will roll. What if we call it Earth-1? 
That's fine. And then it was renamed something, you know, when it, it was rechristened. Right? It was originally Earth One, and then when it became, you know, the you know the the, the pseudo space station, it, it it had some some cheesy name. And then when they decided to try and fly it again, it got a third name. Well, they go to your idea, Margie. Like the the original name is something really glorious, like this, like this, the 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 spear of Atlas or something like that. That you know, mm-hmm. something really like da 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 da. This not Atlas. Who would be like the god of war, but not Mars? Um, it's a Greek one. Ares. Yeah, the, the spear, spear of Hector. Ares. What'd you, what'd you say, Dave? Ares too. Yeah. I said the spear of Hector. I was thinking, you know, Iliad, um, you know, Trojan yeah. Wars. I like spear the, of Ajax, the spear of. Uh, well, I like yeah. Ares too, but like you know the spe- the spear of Ares, and then it became something like Ares place. <laughs> All right, it, then it became something like Mike Roll. Um, the condor. Too small. The majestic condor. The, the divine queen. condor. The what was that? The Scarlet Queen. Like we just call it Queen Station or something, because basically people would just call it a station. We just gotta be able to tag, tag, throw, throw station on the end of it. Margie, you're micing up a little bit, which is ironic Sorry. considering how much you've uh, had to struggle That's with that. To, um, yeah, like something like Queen Station, and then people just started calling it the Stationary Queen, as in, you know, sitting on a couch not doing anything. And then, oh, you know, then then it then it gets rechristened to something. Uh, we can probably wait Deep on that. CCC V one four seven two eight. Yeah. Now, if you want space station names, that's a different table. Oh, is that uh, is that a different table? Give us a space station name for the middle one. Nope. Nope. Just nope. Spacer's Rest. Osiris Operating Base. Oob. Osiris Operating Base. Oob. Listening post Oob. number twenty-eight. <laughs> Oob. I like you. Monopeller Station. Yeah, something, something, yeah, something like that. Something just so uninspiring. Forward Operating Base Z14. <laughs> Way Station Delta Delta Bravo. DDB. <laughs> yeah, some. Yeah. Re- resupply Station K47. Yes. Yes. Something like just absolutely, and they'll we'll have to figure out a nickname for it. But yeah, it was for a while. It like during this whole fort, like the interregnum or whatever it's it's been just nobody like amongst the governing bodies of the wherever we're from it's almost verboten to refer to it by its original name like you you refer to it by resupply state you know and anybody that tries to refer to it as the sphere of aries like gets the look you know and when it's rechristened it's rechristened i like the idea of like the home like like you guys said like gate finder or like home finder or, or uh <laughs> home stuck no um uh i don't know I, i'm i'm at a loss is, is this a is this a a thing we really shouldn't go past or or should we it's just to give the ship a name so that you guys are the crew of something maybe we should start the the first sexual session with like the official christening name or something like that even if it is like you know you're the crew of the santa fe yeah I, I love the actually I, I like the oob as the the middle name. Yeah, Osiris. Osiris operating base or whatever. Yeah, orbital operating base. Yeah. Yeah, take off the Osiris thing, but just orbital operating base six or five, oob five, oob seven, something like that. Just and that's what they did. That, that you know yep. they yeah. 
Oob7. Yep. So you used to be Oob7. Now you're Wayfinder7. Oh, I like it. I like it. Yep. I like it. Wayfinder, that's a good. Thank you, Mike. Um, Dave, you were thinking about the Holy Navigator thing? Oh, yeah. yeah. So the next Oops. question is characters. If we can get through it in 10 minutes. I, I, I want to hear people's high concepts. High, yeah. yeah. If we can just go through the high concepts. Uh, and we'll start with Dave because it already he already got brought up. Blaze is a Kawa, um, Devotant plus Navigator, member of the Church of the Pure Coordinates, who believe that um, God wants us to find the 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 celestial coordinates to Eden, which will be the origin of life, which is where we will find God. And so, trapped out here with all the gates down, obviously we can't do that. Of course, that would be very difficult. So, reopen gates, maybe you'll find it along the way. Absolutely. Yep. Find the holy spaces in space. And... Alright, did you have assets picked out already? I did not. I, 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 got, I got to paths, and that's as far as I took Well, I mean, paths are technically assets. They're a type paths of asset. Paths are assets. Yeah. yeah, okay. So he that's two of his... Two of his is he get three? Is it like an Iron Forge where you get three? Yep, you get three. You pick two, and then you, get a, you pick a third one, basically, to round out your character at the end. Okay. I will... I will ponder that. So his yeah. his two right out there are devoting and navigator. So there's two out of the three. Yep. So uh, they ask or they they recommend nobody pick the same assets as other people, just yeah. so that you have uniqueness. But we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Gotcha. And I mean the the the, the devoting is probably the the key one there that I kind of want to play with. So if someone else is just dying to be a navigator. You know, changing it to Explorer or something like that would work for my concept. So, gotcha. Margie, which Turn on. I've gotten beyond the concept that 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 the the character is you know the 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 sort of more hands-on violence dealer. Um, You're the muscle. Of the you group. know, I'm the muscle. Yeah. Okay. So so that's that's the basic concept and and sort of where that that joins other things I haven't quite uh, um, identified as of yet. I was kind of waiting to see how everybody else was before I... Gotcha. Makes sense. Do I switch again? Nope. I need to hear Bill's. I'm still looking. <laughs> That's kind of cheating. Well, no, it's not. I I, I, I have a couple of ideas. I just, I've, I'm not sure. And I know David, or, or Bill at least knew that he wanted to do the, the shuttle thing, which means he's got more of an idea than I do. So um, I've been thinking about ship's engineer. I'd have the shuttlecraft. Um, I'd have gearhead as one of the assets. Um, I don't know about the third asset. I am going to look for something that that creates a neat counterpoint um, or gives me some other some surprising options. But yeah. All right. So we got an engineer, a navigator, uh, the heavy, and Doyce. I like the idea of. Um, okay. All right. I've I got to find the bits that I liked so I can kind of talk about it real quick. I like the idea of, I think it was, Bill, were you just saying something about scavenger? Uh, gearhead. Gearhead. Okay. So, um, I, I, so we've talked about Mass Effect and stuff like that. One of, one of my other great loves, um, when I was in college for gaming stuff was, uh, Space Hulk. Um, this isn't really a muscle thing though, but I love the idea of like, uh, one of the things I talked about in here was somebody who was like banner sworn and um, like an exosuit, but not like in a combat way, 
but like the person that you send out for like you know crawling around the outside of the ship crawling around the outside of the gate crawling around the outside of some like hulk that you find um kind of deal and i was looking at (laughs) what's that space walker space yeah but like banner sworn uh plus maybe and maybe not the exosuit thing i need to look at that again i can't remember what it was that about that piqued my interest and um i'm not going to worry about it just at this moment but maybe scavenger i i will also say in the back of my head i'm i'm thinking about um I like the idea of having sort of a pairing. And I was talking, thinking at one point about sidekick and doing some sort of bonded couple or a sibling thing. But I also like the idea of taking haunted and then taking it literally. Like, I mean, huh. it is one of the options for that one. What's You're that? Literally haunted by somebody. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think I, partly what ticked me off on it, like in in Iron Sworn, there's that's there's an option that's very similar to haunted sort of um and uh yeah. my my seven-year-old took it and it's like the sister that died because she personally was too lazy to go and do her chores and the girl went her sister went and her, went instead kind of a thing my seven-year-old came up with that worrisome anyway but uh, yeah i kind of like the idea of somebody who's like legit like gaius baltar hallucinating somebody um <laughs> uh just as a as a th- so that's kind of in the back of my head and i i somebody who's sworn to this whole endeavor and for reasons that tie back to haunted and whether or not i then go to exosuit or scavenger but yeah something along those lines where i'm i'm not the role on the ship is more once we get there although i think nobody's really particularly constrained from being a pilot as such i'm just, you know uh, you know I, I gotta look back at the system and things but you know most people can try stuff are, are you thinking like voidborn or are you thinking like no, not somebody who's necessarily born to space, but somebody who who's just like their particular talents lie towards you know getting the tech, getting the lights back on, um, and also and also being able to go you know take a bunch of scavenge stuff and make stuff. Out. The scavenger thing, the initial thing is like when you gather information or resupply. So this is a good way of like figuring out what's going on in a situation because you can scavenge a wreck a ruin or an abandoned site to either resupply or gather information and you get right. bonuses and you can you you can get bonuses to both of those types of roles because I'm you're just good at going through this old crap and either finding something useful materially or finding something useful informationally speaking um and there's another move in here that i am absolutely flipping in love with that i've i've always liked in these kinds of situations which is you're facing danger by like frantically cobbling something together at the last second to kind of make yeah you're 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 frantically slapping crap together and you finally close the circuit by taking a crescent wrench and slapping it into the circuit it's going to melt down but it'll hold for the five seconds you need to do x kind of thing and that's one of the moves you you one of the ways you can expand the that particular asset later that i i really like a lot so i like the scavenger thing i like the banner sworn thing i like the haunted thing um i don't need all of those i'm not sure if banner sworn's necessary specifically the haunted thing might might have certainly been what drove me out here to this um for whatever reason so anyway does that help does that does that get people sounds like everybody has a concept i do I have a better one now that I know what everybody else is kind of doing. So, <laughs> so do we want to take this to the forums then and kind of like discuss it and hash it out? And then if we finish everything up next week, we can get started. I think so. Ooh. I like it. Now, the other thing that we would be doing during this is, and they kind of are like, the group can do this, 
or the GM can do this, either one, and that is setting up the starting sector, which is why I had all these planets in, because based on whether or not you guys are in, like, some of the nicer areas, you have more settlements um, in that area, as opposed to, like, the expanse, which is the big empty part that is very unexplored, in which case you guys get two. I... And with that one, you basically have to find everything. What do you as mean? Opposed to, as opposed to, like, the Terminus, where it's like, oh, yeah, you have many paths between these different settlements. And then there's an expanse. It's like, there are two settlements. You know how to get from one to the other. Everything else you guys got to find. I think we want... Hmm. I, have to, I, have to, I have to look at it in the book, probably, and just get an, a better idea. It feels like you'd want more than that, just because we, we, we're sort of trying to get more of the network online so we need more network to get online well no this is the start right like, okay ah, you guys gotcha. know at the very beginning oh and then you know i mean we could do it where it's like yeah you guys have basically been living with your two settlements in this sector for generations now it's time to get out or it could be like oh yeah there are like three habitable planets and then there were a couple of space stations uh, with some smaller settlements here and there that were here. And now that you were a kind of big group, you now have the resources together where you can finally be like, all right, we're going out. Interesting. So so I think it, one way of, I mean, just from, from my point of view, one way to think about it is, are you, are you approaching the gates because you feel like, oh, okay, so we, we've got this now, we can, we can afford to work on the gates you know, everything else is stable, or is it you're desperate because you have so little resources in your current situation that opening the gates is, you know, considered necessary to survival in some way? Or you can put it very well. Yeah, the the writing is on the wall. Like, we, we may not be dying right now, but if we let this go for the same number of generations that we've already let it go, we're dead. It's not maintainable. Like, um, yeah, I kind of like that. Like, may, not that we're, like, on our last legs, but we can definitely see that from here. Yeah, that seems right. All right. Well, and we probably would want to do it either on the forums or do it Bill, as the first how, thing. How does that sound to you? I haven't heard you lately. Who did you ask that towards? Bill, I think. Uh, I'm pretty okay with this. Sorry, I'm filling in character details on the on role playing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I, I am, I'm pretty okay with with like, as far as the starting systems go. Um, not having too many to start with. Um, I feel that from, from my own Iron Swarm experience, a lot of stuff is just going to sort of just emerge dynamically from the dice. Um, I'm actually kind of wary of doing too much pre-planning around that kind of thing. Um, so That is completely fair. Like if, if we just start with a small environment, like I, I, think that, I don't think that's going to be the way it is for long. I think the nature of the game that we're proposing here is is going to rapidly grow the set, the set of communities we have access to. Um, so, like, it's, you know, if we start out small, that's fine. I think that's that's actually good. That makes sense. Good, good uh, previous experience bringing over. Yeah, I like it. Yep, that is one of the big things. This game will just be like, hey, did you want an entanglement? Would you like one anyway? <laughs> I want two. Yeah, yeah. too small. It's, oh, it's yeah. like having a second GM who doesn't listen to you and just tells you, like, here's how it's going to be. You're like, okay. 
Yeah. Yep. And this is not going to go smooth. So here's some suggestions on how you can make it not go smooth, but it definitely not going to go smooth. Would you like to not go smooth your way or not go smooth my way? Yeah. Now the other thing is we would do we would do the inc- the inciting incident, which is basically what gets you guys started. And I kind of have one in mind uh, that Doyce kind of inspired, or we could let you guys come up with your own. I'm good either way. I, I don't mind you having a seed to start us off. All right. Mm-hmm. Well then, mm-hmm. I am just going to tell you exactly what it is, and that is you guys have your ship. Things are great. Uh, you're ready to get out there and start going. Except you need the last part in order to get uh, uh, this thing gate traverable, which <laughs> which you're going to have to go scavenge. And whether or not you know exactly where that is or not is up to the role. This might be something where you guys have to hunt it down yourself, or it might okay. be something where it's a known uh, commodity, at which point it's just going to be the difficulty of getting it and opening up the gate. I like it. That works for me. All right, cool. Well then. I don't know what I said that caused that to be an idea, but I'm fine with it. It, so. it was your scavenger background. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, if that's the case, then how about we take these to the forums, hopefully get some characters wrapped up this week, and then we can start off next time with the roll. Woohoo. Oh, woohoo. Me, can, since we've, we've been talking, um, and I don't want to go over time for you, but if the others can stay on for a minute, um, so I'm looking at a brawler, um, weapons master, and then maybe healer for the third. Have I taken care of myself a few times? Is that, I mean, does that feel too limited to being like upfront in person, or do you think it'll still work within the setting? Sounds great. Okay, cool. Then we'll do yeah. that. So I took gearhead trader and support and the support vehicle shuttle. I was looking at taking sensor array module for uh, my third. Ooh, very asset. interesting. I know Doyce has yeah, something I'm, to do. I, yeah, I'm peering because I'm looking at. Well, maybe I don't want banner swarm. Maybe that's not what I'm. Maybe that's not the thing I I thought it was. So uh, so can we? Should we be we adding stuff to our character sheets? Yes, you the... should have full control of that. Okay. Uh, if. And if you guys don't, I would have just came in and filled it in next week before we started playing. Okay. Because I so the assets from this are not in the character sheet. They're gonna have to get manually added. Yeah. Which can be a bit daunting if you don't know how to do it, because it gives you a bunch of options but doesn't really explain what those options are. Yeah. But I've I have messed with this enough to know what they are, so I can also do that. So it's more of a question of whether or not you guys feel like messing with it or not. I'll see how my husband feels. (laughs) (laughs) See if he wants to mess for me. (laughs) Also, what was everybody thinking of for their their primary stat? Because you get, uh, what is it? Just so I make sure I say the right array of stats, because I use different ones. Iron, shadow, wit. Or is it health, spirit, supply? It oh, it is. Heart, edge. Iron, shadows, wit, right? Yeah, yeah, edge, heart, iron, shadows, wit. The other ones are your statuses, which are right. going to go up and down. Right. Okay, so it is, yeah, you get one of them at plus three, two of them at plus two, and one of them at plus one. Okay. Um, and, you just... Margie kind of sounds like the iron person. <laughs> Probably. I'm sorry. You get one at plus three. One at plus two three, at... two at two, and the rest are at one. Okay, so it'll be two at one. Okay. 
Yep. Three. I was trying to make the numbers out of. Three, two, 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 one, one. Four. One, one, two, two, three. Yeah, that worked. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you, Mike, for, for pulling this, this together. It sounds yeah. like fun. Well, we will see how it runs next time because I am very interested to see how this runs with the group. <laughs> I've done it once before. It was a lot of fun during, but it was one of those things where people were like, yeah, we had fun, but we kind of want to go back to our other game we were playing. So I think all that was was just like we had like an extra week, whereas like we couldn't get everybody together. So it was just like uh, me, Brandon, and Bowser playing together. Uh. All right. I took uh, Wits of Three, uh, Edge and Heart of Two, and then Iron and Shadow of One. I'm going to have to go back to the book and decide how mine should distribute. Yeah. But I think, I, I think you're right. Iron is probably my primary. Well, yep. physical strength, endurance, aggressiveness, and prowess when fighting uh, in close quarters. Yeah, for sure. What, uh, Bill, what was your top one? Uh, definitely wits. Okay. Expertise, knowledge, and observation. What I wanted? <laughs> Sorry. I might lean toward heart. I'm not sure. Um, heart. Heart's always nice. But if Dave, if you were going to head that way, I can do something else. It's totally fine. No, I'm just I'm I'm scrolling through the launcher campaign. What does Edge give you? Edge is uh, like Dex. I'm just quickness, agility, and prowess when fighting at a distance. So you might want you probably wanted it too, just for guns yep. or whatever. Okay. Shadow is sneakiness, deceptiveness, and cunning. <laughs> anyway, another thing I wanted to bring up is. You might notice there's a ship token. Mm -hmm. And you may notice below it there are two bars. Can you see the two bars? Yes. Uh, yes. Can you see the numbers on the two bars? They're both five of five, yeah. yeah. All right. So there is a uh, there is the health of the ship, um, which is on the asset card, uh, which is it starts at five. Uh, however, um, oh, yeah, also that is an asset everybody shares in addition to the rest of your assets. Um, so if one of you is like, I'm going to spend two experience and pick up the second benefit of the starship. Great. Everybody benefits from that. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I remember reading that. Cool. Uh, uh, anyway, the, uh, other part of that is you have a shared resource called, uh, uh, supply, which all of you have it on your character sheet. Uh, that is shared between all the characters. So if right. somebody spends the supply, Everybody spends supply. And if somebody so, so regains Joyce supply... scavenges and, and finds a bunch of stuff, that's great. And supplies and goes up, yeah. If, if yep. I blow through a whole bunch of it breaking things, then everyone goes down. So yep. I'm, I'm going to note that when it says... When, when, when it says uh, if one person spends supply, that's not something that's like connected mechanically on these sheets. Like if you change the supply stat on your character sheet, nothing else changes. That's fine, yeah. So yep. always that do that true. off of Always do that off the shared sheet. And I'm not even sure, because of that, I'm not even sure why supply is even a thing on the individual sheets. So there you go. That is a great question. I'm going to guess <laughs> it's for solo players. You. Yeah, probably for solo players. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. But yeah, there is the thing on the supply on the um, shared sheet if you open up Wayfinder 7. I changed it to Wayfinder. It was Warfinder, which oh, could still I absolutely I be. It to Wayfinder. Yeah. It, it could still absolutely be a thing, but uh, probably not the direction we're going. Yep. Warfighter. Sorry, my tip That's fine. Tipio. That might be what... Pernicious? I can barely hear you. Sorry. Thinking, thinking towards the future. Per... Yeah. Prophetic? Per... No. Prescient? Never mind. I'm, I'm thinking... Prescient. Yeah, prescient. Prescient. There Thank you go. You. 
I, I, I was getting myself confused because of the uh, um, one of the one of the creatures in the creatures versus uh, Clanks series. That, you know, Anyways. All right. We should let the, we should let Mike go. Oh, yeah. Thank I should probably you. go at some point. I have just been having fun. Oh, yeah. Also, good. Uh, there is a move that we're going to use that's not in the book. <gasps> Sorry. Dun, dun, dun. Should have popped up on your screen. Oh, yes. crappy homebrew stuff. <laughs> no, actually, this is from the Delve book, and it adds something very nice to the game that Margie had brought up, and that is... I'm, um, I'm a have, fan. You have a track on your sheet called Failures. Every time you uh, roll a miss, you mark a tick on it. If it was a progress move, you mark two ticks. And uh, once you get up to uh, six or more boxes filled... And you can choose whenever you want to roll this uh, based on the trigger because you have to spend time reflecting on your hardships and missteps. You get to roll, and depending on what you roll, you get anywhere between one and three experience. And you may also get other bonuses if you get a strong hit. I also like how you can completely botch this roll. You can entirely botch this roll. You still get experience, though. You just... (laughs) You just have learned the wrong thing from your failures. <laughs> or 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 you're you're you, you learned that, that your belly button's an Indian instead of an Audi. You know? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't it doesn't accumulate XP for you as fast as failure rolls do in like masks or something like that, but it definitely uh, changes the economy a little bit. I when we started when I started doing this in Iron Sworn, it it definitely made the failures not feel quite so bad. I well the other really- the other benefit for you is, um, did you take an asset that you didn't really like? Super. Get rid of it and trade it for something else. Yeah, which is cool. I don't know what to do with the second one, but I, I think I'm definitely going with Scavenger and the and the Haunted thing. And then I just I need to figure out what would be the coolest thing for that final one. Cool. Um, there are many options. And Dave, tell me what uh, I think. Some of this is going to be informed by whatever my primary stat ends up being. So, Dave, tell me if you uh, end up. I going think I took. With... I went with heart for my primary. All right. Well, then I will not do heart, and I will go and look at something else. Um, all right. So we had somebody who did wits. We had somebody do iron. We had somebody do heart. That leaves me with shadow and edge, and I will figure it out from there. Shadow. Yeah. Be the sneaky person. Yeah. I'll have to figure that out. We don't have one, certainly. Um, you might just pick up scoundrel. Could be. I mean, I'll, I'll uh, think about that because it's whatever I do, it's going to definitely it's going to definitely say something about the background. So I want to, um, and I uh, not to be too gamey about it, but I, if I'm going to have a shadow, I might as well have something that actually points at shadow in some way, shape, or form for a for a final path thing or asset or whatever. So mm-hmm. figure that out. Whatever is good for that. Yep. Could be many things. Mm -hmm. Could even have a car. When you make a move to call upon their... I need to look at the moves, too, because I think the moves don't really necessarily map out to... um, I want to take a look at the move sheets and just see what's new, what's different, that kind of thing. Yep. Uh, I have all of them in here for handouts. Yeah, I saw that. Thank you. Including one where I... They called it Suffer Moves. I figure I'm going to call it exactly what everybody's going to say whenever... They have to roll one of them. Oh crap, moves. Yeah. <laughs> oh crap. <laughs> yep. Face death, face desolation. Yeah. Overcome destruction is the worst. There are a lot of moves. I will, you know, certainly there are a lot of moves, but I really feel like it. it it's uh, they. They're compartmentalized. Yeah, exactly. If you're doing adventure stuff, you really only care about the adventure moves. Like you're not looking yeah. at, you know, they they really well, do kind of. The the thing I have basically. Overlap, but... 
the the thing I have always said is, depending on what sort of scene you're in, if you're in like combat, you're gonna focus on the combat moves. If you're mm-hmm. in an exploration scene, you're gonna fa- uh, focus on the exploration moves. If you're going from one place to another, you're focusing on the uh, uh, no, those are the exploration moves. Um, if you're doing your quest stuff, then you're focused on the quest moves. The adventure moves are just sort of generally applicable all the time. Yeah. Uh, but everything else is fairly compartmentalized, and you probably are not going to focus or deal with them very often, uh, unless you have to. And there may be some people who are just like, you know what? I am not the person to roll exploration. I'm not going to do it. That sounds like a Dave or a Bill job. Yep. Yep. That sounds I'll, good. I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll do an adventure move, but only only if it means lifting rocks and. Uh... <laughs> Yeah. You know, sometimes you do have to secure an advantage with strength, endurance, or aggression. Yep. I I think they have, di- it seems like they've divorced the moves more from specific stats. And, um, and a for little the bit adventure more. moves, yes. For the other moves, yeah, a little bit. When I look at, like, the old version of Haunted, it wasn't called Haunted. It took me a while to find it. I look at the move as it was from um, Ironsworn. It, it, it's like very specifically, it's connected to these two moves and when they're rolled the specific way. And now it's like when you seek to do generally any move that does X, um, so they kind of make it a little bit more flexible, it feels like. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. And even like undertaking an, ex- an expedition where you're like going out into the unknown. Uh, you can now roll three different stats for that, as opposed to before where it was just wits. Gotcha. Because you can just be like, no, we're this is a bad neighborhood. We're just going to hightail it through here. Gotcha. Great, roll me edge. Yeah. What's the other one? So if it's wits, edge, and what's the third one? Shadow. Oh, so keeping under the radar. I like it. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah I need to look... Uh... The deeds are things that stuff has to happen, and the deed assets are things that have to happen in the game before you can really qualify for them, right? Correct. Yeah. Because, you know, they have prerequisites like once you have filled four boxes of your bonds legacy track, once, once you filled filled five boxes of your quest legacy track, once you've almost died. Well, once you face death. Yeah. What that means, entirely up to you. I have much. I have much digging to do. All right. All right, guys, have a fun week. Hope to hear from everybody. Yep. Tell James I hope the uh, I hope to not see him again, but in a nice way. We'll, we'll definitely let folks know. There's oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, as soon as you guys hear, I will be very interested because it is going to be... Uh, well, and then, it, then it's sort of like a, a fired here. As yeah. soon as we hear, then it's a matter of, you know, rushing to get tickets, rushing to get a COVID test, rushing to, you know, do this and that. And getting him on a plane and keeping him out of here. Yep. Yep. Hi, Dois. Yes, sir. I don't know if you've looked at this yet, but there is the expanded cargo hold. <laughs> you can change supply into cargo and then interchange them as needed. Oh, so it kind of gives you like a little, hmm, hmm. Yeah, essentially gives you three more spaces of, uh, uh, of uh, supply. Nice. Huh. And for somebody who scavenges, you might just have a bunch of... Sh- uh, uh, a bunch of shit. Yeah. You can get lucky and get ahead a little bit. Uh, it's yep. always nice when you can make that happen. Oh, look at that. That's good. I wasn't I wasn't scrolling off into that stuff necessarily, so that's good. Yep. All right. Um, hell, and this is the one I wanted whenever I was going to do my solo game, but just the overseer module, because who doesn't want uh, AI to talk to? 
Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's Lucy from Killjoys. I just was all over that. I like that idea. <laughs> Love that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, cool. I'm gonna stop recording. <laughs>